The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, Cheryl Dawson here. We've got a great show for you today. Um, Ken is uh, at another location, so hopefully he'll be joining us shortly. But we do have with us Dr. Robert Pennington, change management consultant and coach on managing stress in turbulent times. Well, we certainly can all relate to that. Change seems to permeate um, virtually everything uh, that we do and work and life in these very challenging economic times. Uh, When there is change, there is stress. And dealing effectively with stress or the stress of change is essential uh, to be able to succeed in anything that we do. Whether the change is personal or organizational, it triggers emotion. And emotion affects our behavior and ultimately our physical well-being. If we do not manage stress well, we are not likely to manage change well. Dr. Robert Pennington is with us to help us understand the relationship of stress and change and how to master both. And before we introduce him, I'd like to just share a little bit about his background uh, Resource International co-founder, Dr. Robert Pennington, is an educational psychologist who specializes in working with leaders and their direct reports to increase productivity by reducing resistance to change and conflict. He received his undergraduate degree in computer science and psychology and his Ph.D. in educational psychology from the University of Texas at Austin. Trained through the National Training Laboratory in Organizational Development, and a former faculty member in three universities, Dr. Pennington works with organizations by supporting managers who are tasked with leading stressful and rapid change. He has consulted with the the U.S. Navy uh, during base closings. He's also coordinated NASA's assessment of its workforce effectiveness in dealing with change and has assisted uh, British Petroleum and uh, Amoco in the merging of their corporate cultures. Dr. Pennington consults and coaches on effective leadership, communications, and teamwork. Welcome, Rob. Sure, I'm very happy to be here, and thanks to you and Ken for the opportunity to share what's made a difference in my own life today. Excellent. Well, tell us how you got involved in consulting and why you have specialized in this particular area of change management. Um, Somewhat planned, somewhat Fortunate luck. A few years as a university professor, I started a private practice as a counseling psychologist, and I marketed my counseling through uh, public speaking. 
1982, as a result of my speaking, ExxonMobil invited me to put together a set of training programs, one on successfully managing the stress of change and the other on successful work relationships, which 27 years later are still evaluated by their employees as the best they've ever attended. So that's been exciting. Wow, it's nice, to have, nice to have those kudos. Yeah, participants of these classes asked us to work with their departments, and that took us into team building where we learned that if the leader is not modeling the changes being taught, and the skills introduced were not tied to performance, that little change would actually happen. Mm-hmm. We learned that while project management is primarily about putting together a good plan, change management is about dire- addressing the resistance that is inevitable when implementing any plan, which involves change, which all do. Uh, we learned that our collection of services, speaking, training, executive coaching, and organizational development all fit well in helping leaders deal with resistance to change and conflict with their direct reports. Now, that's the professional answer. Personally, I focus on what I want to learn, (laughs) and I want to really learn every day (laughs) to deal with the inevitable stresses that we all face and to deal with it in the healthiest way possible, and I still keep talking about it and teaching it because I haven't finished learning what I need to know about this. (laughs) Indeed. Well, it's it's, uh, such a turbulent time, as as we said at the opening of the uh, program, that uh, your field, uh, I'm sure, is in high demand. Well, you know, it's been stressful for people for a long time, a lot of changes, uh, particularly since the 80s. But this last year has been really frightening. And uh, a lot of times people live with a fear of losing their job, and now a lot of people are facing that. Well, I think it hit everybody by uh, such a surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, we had so many good years that um, uh, it, was, it was a shock to have to face uh, something this, uh, this challenging and for the length of time that it uh, seems to be going on. So it's just heightened have, the fears um, of those who still yeah. have jobs. You've, you've um, had your own personal challenges with stress and change. Um, yes, sure, um, I've got of uh, lots of story. them. I mean, I've got stories about having been fired and lost a job myself, about being divorced and losing a relationship, about, about remarrying with two teenage stepdaughters and uh, being self-employed for 30 years in a highly competitive business and, I got shot in the center of my chest uh, oh my by an unknown assailant some years ago. I've survived three IRS audits. Uh, but perhaps the most challenging is being a caregiver for a spouse for many years who recently passed away after a long illness. So I've got lots of challenges and lots of stories where I've had the opportunity to put what I'm teaching into practice. Robert, this is Ken Dawson. How are you? Oh, hi, Ken. I'm glad you're able to join us. I'm doing... Sorry, I'm late. I was meeting with one of my veterans who was also shot. World War II veteran has... Uh... Silver Star and Purple Heart, and the guys like that I always have time for. That's wonderful. He was um, you know, a true hero, and he got shot up. My brother was shot up twice in Vietnam, too. He also has a Purple Heart. So uh, sorry I'm late, but I always uh, take as much time as possible for guys like that. Absolutely. They should be our priority. Well, we're glad you could join us, Ken. And uh, Rob was just sharing uh, all the changes that he has personally gone through and some of the things that he's done. Uh, to help organizations, and the information uh, that uh, is available so uh, on stress, uh, Rob, just seems to proliferate, um, and how to relax, how to be healthy, but people today seem to be more stressed than ever. Why do you think this is so, and, and what can people do about it? Well, simply stated, if things are easy to do, they're also easy not to do. <laughs> So it's not that we don't know that these things are valuable, that we make other things more important than taking good care of ourselves. For instance, women are generally trained 
to make others more important, especially their family. And men are taught to make their work more important. Uh, everyone knows we need to take time to relax, but we make the assumption that we get to relax when we get everything else done, and that never happens. <laughs> so the alternative is really to make one of the things we do during the day to deliberately remove tension from our muscles through relaxing in what I call in the pauses. And by that I mean when we're forced to stop and wait for a few seconds to a few minutes, like at the stoplight or waiting on an elevator or waiting for a meeting. And most people actually use those times to get more tense and more frustrated. But we could actually find an extra 30 or 45 minutes a day if we just use those little minutes here and there to practice letting go of the tension rather than get more frustration. I think that's really good advice. Uh, in our uh, book, Job Search, A Total System, we'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, we have in there uh, the fact that you c- the mind cannot hold a negative and a positive at the same time. That's true. So if you're always focusing on you know whatever is creating the stress in your life, then it's really hard to uh, to let it go. And, and even as people go to sleep, a lot of times all they're thinking about is what they haven't gotten done rather than all that they did get done. Yeah, exactly. Robert, it's so interesting, uh, your subject. Uh, way back, uh, perhaps before you were born, I'm not sure <laughs> how old you are, um, I used to teach, uh, uh, well, managing stress to managers, executives, and GTE. And one of my heroes at the time was Dr. Hans Salyi, who I know is mm-hmm. a hero of yours. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly... Um, him saying that uh, uh, po- stress can be a positive thing if you manage it correctly, and positive stress is called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and negative stress is distress, interestingly enough. Do you Absolutely. Um, the caveat that I add, uh, I think a lot of times people have the impression from trainings that they should learn tools and then they wouldn't have stress. And I don't think that's possible. I think you can't control your initial reaction to anything. So the goal is to learn how to recognize this stressful reaction and have something more positive to move through it quicker. And you can manage it uh, correctly. For instance, in our book, we talk, and Cheryl and I have been stress, stress seekers is what, you know, we work harder, smarter, longer, but we're stress seekers and we manage the stress in a positive fashion and therefore it's, I mean, if we didn't have stress and we lied, as you said, I mean, what's the point of getting up in the morning? I mean, exactly. It, and if you it, think of stress in a positive way, it only happens when we're facing something we don't know how to deal with correctly. Exactly. And so it's actually an unlearned lesson. Exactly. And so it actually can serve us in pointing out where our growing edge is and where we can become more effective. So in the future, that won't be stressful because now we know how to deal with it. We know what's interesting, and, and let me just if I can, take a minute and talk about this conversation I had with this gentleman who's truly one of my all-time heroes. I mean, he, he it, you know, the greatest generation, uh, you know, World War II era uh, folks that, uh, I mean, saved our world. I mean, Absolutely. we talk about the problems we have today, but look at, uh, you know, World War II veterans, especially those on Iwo Jima. I had a chance to talk to a gentleman who uh, had been through Iwo Jima, and, and I mean, uh Another one, the Korean War veteran who literally watches our guys starve to death, freeze to death. I mean, you talk about stress. And these guys uh, are amazing. I mean, POW. Uh, those I understand. Are, uh, My father help. was a POW in World War II. Is that right? He got a silver star for his 
heroism, and I think he's a very humble guy. He's never, you know, spoken much about it. Now, as he's older, he does more, and uh, it's just something we're tremendously proud of. And you know, Robert, the thing that really uh, just—I uh, am—I mean, Charles will tell you that I'm, I'm like this 24/7. I'm just so excited about the opportunities we have, and, I, and we try every day to help people with. You know, do you really realize how good we have it? You know, what was me checking a little this guy's phone? Are you kidding? Go back to those that have uh, made this country, not just the heroes and veterans. How about the pioneers that traveled the West and never knew what was in front of them? I mean, that is stress. Mm-hmm. So we are so fortunate to have these opportunities, and that's what we continually try to say to all of our clients, you know. And we're in a new frontier today with all the changes and how businesses function. Precisely. Just just the idea that people no longer have one job or one career their whole life, but are changing it many times during their life. And and see, the thing that we really try to uh, communicate is that, you know, working hard or smart along is not just for yourself. It's for your family. It's for your country. It's giving back. And why give any less than you... uh, I mean, why go through an average day and an average life? And and the main thing is that people who do get terminated oftentimes are below average or even average employee, but rarely, if ever, is an excellent or an outstanding employee laid off. And that's what we keep saying to them. You know, strive to be the best. Strive to be excellent and outstanding. And not only are you not going to be laid off, but you're going to be promoted to great opportunities within your company. Well, I think one of the things uh, that's so important in what you say, Ken, relative to stress is that if you know that you've got a plan, that you're focusing on the positive, that you're doing something constructive, that is also a way to minimize the stress, don't you think, Rob? Hey, well, your job search, the total system, really provides that plan. It's really a pathway through the wilderness for people. Uh, I think when someone has the rug pulled out from under them, they really need a system like that, and I was very impressed from what I've seen. I think you combine that positive thinking with the linkage of how each step builds on the previous step and lays the foundation for the next. I like the thoroughness and practicalness of your formula and how you blend various learning modalities of text and audio and the guides, the questions in that book are exceptional. Um, it just can change a person just going through that process of answering those questions, so it's a great structure. Exactly when someone's feeling overwhelmed at the loss of a structure of like going to work every day, you've created actually a job description of their current job, which is the job of finding a job. Exactly. Excellent. Well, we'll end it at that note uh, for this quarter. When we come back, we'll have more to say on change, so stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to 
www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Nick in there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl Dawson here with Dr. Robert Pennington, uh, Robert is uh, sharing with us on managing stress in turbulent times. And you were really making an excellent point before the break, uh, Rob, of how important it is to have some structure when you, uh, when you lose a job, when you've lost uh, something that you're comfortable doing from day to day. And you've also had the um, opportunity to work with the U.S. Navy when they were doing, going through base closing. So I know that must have been pretty traumatic. Well, for people who had been like third and fourth generation, the possibility of losing their job just was never there. And so that was quite traumatic. And people just, their mind goes blank, and they just can't figure out even an initial step. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about your kind of no-nonsense, practical, optimistic approach is it really helps the person discover more about themselves. And in that process, uh, not only are they following a step-by-step system that can help them in this time, but they're also developing life skills that will be valuable no matter what they end up doing. So I particularly appreciate that about it as well. 
Well, we appreciate those comments. I just got out of a, a small session that we were having with some of our uh, clients in our, our corporate program for career change and job change, and uh, we had uh, the full spectrum of those who've been looking for just a couple of days to those who've been looking for several months already. So the span of uh, uh, you know preparation and stick to itism uh, ranged. Well, they widely. have to think of it as an eight to five job. Yeah, and that's the ones who were succeeding or feeling the best about where they were in a search are those who were really applying all the different aspects. And they have to do the same thing that they do at any work. They have to do research. They have to do coordination. They have to ask for help. They have to do networking. And overall, the most important thing is they have to accept the change. I think that's where most stress comes from, being so overwhelmed by the fear of not ever succeeding at something, we avoid what would actually help us succeed sooner. So a simple stress management technique is just choosing to do what you're doing while you're doing it. So if you're stuck in traffic, choose to be in traffic. If your computer crashes, choose to deal with having your computer crash. If you have to work with a jerk, choose to work with a jerk, uh, even at least until you choose to find another job. Well, Robert, if I can, let me have you address the subject that, from the standpoint of stress. You're a stress expert, and this is one of the things that we continually point out in our book. One of the things that causes stress and job hurts is people going into it and they fear the unknown, they fear the bad news, they read the paper, listen to the news, and the unemployment is 9.7%, 15% in Michigan, and they're stressed out to beat the band. And Okay, well, what, first let me just say the problem people make is that they take statistics like that and think it applies to them, but if you study statistics, they do not apply to the individual. Exactly. They're about exactly. groups. It really doesn't make any difference what someone else does, That's true. what you do with your own life. That's and true. that fear of the unknown is just a fundamental habit we have. Our mind projects a fear into the unknown. Everyone's heard that phrase, the fear of the unknown, but no one's ever heard the phrase, the joy of the unknown. Exactly. <laughs> but the truth is, every joy we've ever experienced was um, unknown before we experienced it. So what we say to the, our clients is, Job search and total system was designed specifically for you, regardless of your level. And what will cause you not to have stress or eustress and an exciting form of where you are is knowing that you're going to be excellent and or outstanding, or you already are, and you simply need to communicate that in the interview. And we teach you how to do it, but more than anything, the only person you have to compete with is a person competing for that position. And when you go through our system, you'll be a one percenter. You'll be head and shoulders over the competition. And what greater greater way to be stressed than that? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I do work with work groups for people who are in the job process, and you know, like you're saying, some are in it for a little while, some have been in it for any many months. I let them know I have been in it consistently for thirty years. I am self-employed, which means I'm permanently unemployed. Exactly. I am always looking for work. I know what my expenses are, but I don't know where my income's coming from, so I'm living where most people are terrified of ever being. But see, that's exactly where you want to be, and that's exactly where we want to be. What greater sense of excitement can you have than living on the edge for positive reasons and doing as much as you possibly can for as many people as possible while you're on this earth? Yeah, but people another, do uh, have the fear, the fear of the what-ifs and uh, this idea of what I call the bag person syndrome, you know, that it, just because I can imagine a negative thing uh, doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the problem is our bodies don't know the difference between what we vividly imagine and what's actual reality. We will go through the same physiological changes as if what we're imagining is what's happening. Exactly right. 
I was going to just just say too. In addition to the fear factor, uh, Ken, one of the uh, things that our uh, clients mentioned today was how the 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 anger kept bubbling up. How could they dare fire me? I mean, I worked so hard. I you know contribute a hundred percent. I was a manager. I did all these great things. And she said how that would keep bubbling back up. And what she would do is listen to our CDs, which are very positive and motivational. And it helped her to put that aside and replace it with a positive expectation of, of the new success that she was going to be experiencing. And, Robert, just to give you a feel for this, when we teach our clients in an interview to go and succeed, we don't teach them to get the job. We teach them to get an offer. And the reason for that is because we want them to have offer one, offer two, offer three. I had a senior executive years ago. He had seven offers on the table. And the more you have, the better off you are. Absolutely. Because it builds you up, it gets you excited. But more than anything, when you do have a job and something happens, look at all the other opportunities you have out there that you can now go back to. One of the things we want people to see in our programs is that worry is always pointing in a direction you don't want to go. But if you flip it to what we call the positive opposite possibility, that's called a goal and that is somewhere you want to go. Exactly. But even when people create a goal, they don't make it as good as it could be. And what you're doing in this example is you're saying, hey, don't just go for one job offer. Go for many job offers. That's the goal. And every job, every company's laying off is they're laying off in the front store, and they're hiring on the side door, and they're bringing in consultants and contract people in the back door. I mean, there are opportunities everywhere. And those that are not concerned about another full-time job, read Chapter 2. Go after contract, consulting, entrepreneurship. It's amazing how many opportunities there are out there. Because I knew one person who was in HR who saw the writing on the wall, and they came back and actually proposed taking over the HR department and having the organization outsource the department to them. Exactly. <laughs> and they partnered with some of their consultants and created a new organization that was actually cheaper for management. I think anywhere you can point out that you can save them money by spending some money, uh, that's a big argument for management to agree to. Absolutely. Well, we've seen a lot of um, uh, studies, too, Rob, that, that demonstrate that entrepreneurship uh, makes people feel a lot more in control. They usually are more in control of their destiny. And I just saw, saw a study recently in the Wall Street Journal that put entrepreneurs at the very top in terms of satisfaction, that joy, that factor that you were talking about. I agree. And I think even if someone has a salary, the problem with that is someone else is in charge of it. (laughs) And so I think even if you have a salary, you need to create other doorways for people to give you money for things you're interested in, either providing as a service or a product. Uh, In addition to, I listened to one of these late-night real estate deals, and they said security is the ability to pay your expenses without using your salary. Wow, that (laughs) is a good goal to have. (laughs) And the other goal that I think very few people have is how do I make money without having to be there, (laughs) you know, without having to just sell my time. Exactly. That's a paradigm that many people are kind of stuck in. That's where we are in our total career success side of the business, Robert. This is so exciting, and, again, we're so excited about getting this in the hands of so many people around the world. We're just just amazed at the process and really, really appreciate having executives like your aunt, Shelfon, who can help us with that. Well, Rob, I've heard that you believe most programs on stress management are rather superficial, so could you explain how yours is different? Well, first, I think most stress programs teach things that um, people already know. 
for instance, they already know that um, it's good to exercise more and to eat less. <laughs> and so if you um, just talk about that, um, then uh, they're just going to end up feeling more stressed and more worried <laughs> as a result. Um, so I think uh, what we do is we try to deal with um, understanding what you're doing to uh, be stressed in the first place. I believe most people already know how to exercise more and eat less. They're just not doing it. We want people to learn how they can make small changes every day and how they handle what we call the elementary school lessons in life, like traffic and grocery score lines, like I was saying, and how they handle these small things, develop habits, and how they're going to handle the big stuff. So I think our approach is more practical and realistic. The goal is not no stress, but it's rather to learn how to recognize the stress quicker and move through it faster. Uh, we use uh, what I call a discovery learning approach to help people become more aware of what they have is their automatic stress reaction, how we have a habit of limiting our breath, tensing our muscles, having self-doubt, think negative and get serious, and learn how to recognize that and move quicker to what we call the stress management response, which is learning to breathe deeper, relax completely, reassure yourself, think positive, and smile at the humor. And we've got tools and techniques to assist people in each one of these and how to actually develop a positive habit, uh, but that's a whole other interview we can do. Yeah. Well, uh you have three basic definitions in this one minute we have before break here. Okay. Can you just quickly go through what are the three definitions? The first one is stress is resistance to change. So anytime we resist change, we're going to experience some stress. Uh, the second one is stress is a signal a change is needed. Uh, in a way, the purpose of tension is to get your attention. Uh, pain is necessary, but suffering is optional. If you learn how to recognize it, you can do something about it. And the third definition, and I'd say this is an antidote to you know, our tendency to project failure, is just simply uh, stress occurs whenever I'm unable to create a positive image about changing my mind. It doesn't say I know how to make the change, but that I'm able to imagine it and begin to take actions towards it. So really mentally, mentally giving, giving in to the failure. Uh, not doing that. It's learning how to focus on the positive result that I want to produce and figuring out how I can move from reality towards that. Okay. Well, in, in the next segment, we're going to cover more on that, so stay Good. tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to 
www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success. Better job, better pay, better life. An ordinary sunny day. An ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids. And they were doing nothing. They were couch slouching. They were rug imitating. And lazy minute after... Lazy Minute was passing them by when suddenly... Huh? Hey, guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with uh, Rob Pennington. We're talking about change and stress management. And uh, Rob, you uh, shared with us that that you're now spending most of your time in coaching and organizational change consulting. And uh, I saw your articles uh, on leadership where you say one of the most important responsibilities of an effective leader is to reduce people's resistance to change in order to promote growth in the organization. Can you explain how reducing resistance to change is related to leadership? Well, leaders are responsible for making change happen. That's why they're there. And anytime you have change, you're going to have resistance. It's just part of the process. So one of the things they need to do is learn how in their responsibility for moving an organization from one point to another to be able to realize that change management is the other side of the coin of project management. Project management is getting the plan together, but change management is really about dealing with resistance to it, and it's inevitable. 
it's always going to be there. And there's certain things leaders need to know, I think, in order to be effective at dealing with the stress in themselves and others. There are three things. First, they should know that stress is natural, predictable, and inevitable. Second, they should know that the more leaders understand about themselves and how they experience stress, the more they're going to understand and have compassion for the stress their employees experience. Uh, I just was watching TV about the top U.S. general in Afghanistan. He goes on patrols on the front line uh, so he can know what they experience, but also so they know he's literally willing to get into the trenches with them. And you, don't you think they're going to follow this guy anywhere? Mm-hmm. I think so. The, the third thing is leaders should know is that people want to contribute their ideas even to changes that adversely affect them. And ideally, they want to contribute their ideas as soon as possible to any change. We were working with one company that was outsourcing about 30% of their employees during the year. They didn't know which ones. And these people were going to have to train the people who were going to replace them. So that was a particularly difficult challenge. But we took a day to help people move through this process of participating in how to make this change happen. They got the opportunity to express their issues about it and be understood in person by their management. Uh, and it made a profound difference in the success of the whole project. They had no sabotaging and no first, you know, people were transitioned into more success. They provided lots of support uh, for people in making career changes. And um, people actually ended up uh, in an evaluation uh, in better places than they were beforehand. So it was a good example of how change can deal with resistance successfully. Uh, people just have a tendency to project that negative into the unknown. Right. Well, that's so common. And you share there's uh, three basic stages of concern that people experience uh, related to something new or implementing. It's something called the Concerns-Based Adoption Models, uh, SABAM, C-B-A-M, uh, developed by Frances Fuller in the late 70s, was my dissertation chairman. And she predicted that any time uh, people go through any kind of innovation or adopt any change, there are levels of concern that they go through, concern for self, concern for task, and concern for impact. And attention needs to be given to each of these three concerns, um, and they are, need to be addressed in the sequence. Uh, people are naturally concerned about how any change will affect themselves. So that comes first, and unless those change or concerns are addressed, people will not be able to get their minds around learning the task, which is usually all that's focused on in most change projects. And if their concerns about the task are not dealt with, about how well they'll be able to complete the task, then they won't really be good at focusing on how the task they are learning impacts the result they want to produce. So you've got to think of these concerns more as stepping stones that need care and attention in the change process. So when we know some change is happening, we design surveys and interactions and group processes to touch on each of these concern levels for people. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, dealing with changes is not simple. What are some additional strategies that you, do, you uh, recommend to improve the communication process? Communication process is critical, and the leadership are responsible for it. And most leaders, you know, they really do want their employees to communicate. They are sincere, but they're also naive in the power of their authority. And and leaders do little things that actually shut down the communication uh, by responding too quickly with a disagreement, sometimes just the way they roll their eyes. Um, I remember I was facilitating a one uh, team session, and I'd coach the leader about uh, 
encouraging people to express themselves and and there was a younger newer member who was obviously a little apprehensive and and the leader encouraged him John I really want to hear you come on say what you and about halfway through what John was saying the leader well that's stupid why are you saying that <laughs> and just cut him right off you as a leader your authority is always in the room and so you can talk about the importance of listening. Everybody knows that, like they know the importance of relaxing and, and eating less, that kind of thing. But we have a set of communication models we put together, um, three questions to eliminate misunderstanding, five levels of clear communication, six stages in reaching a supportive agreement, three steps in giving constructive feedback. If people go to resource-i.com forward slash communications.html, they're all listed in their worksheets that they can use. And this is really, in a way, like what you're providing, a pathway for someone towards a new career. This is really a pathway to creating an environment in which it's safe to disagree. And unless you can have an environment where everybody can get their ideas out, you're not going to get the best ideas out. And people aren't going to be able to deal with change as successfully as possible. If you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. (laughs) Exactly. Well, what is the real secret to preparing people for change, Rob? Well, some say to, you know, touch them and mostly, and even though that is true, I don't believe that what that means is well understood. So for me, the real secret, as far as I'm concerned, is to make sure the concerns about any change are understood. Now, most managers do understand. They've been there. They know it. But they tend not to make certain that employees experience being understood, which is completely different. So a general principle is that people will tolerate a disagreement when they feel understood. (laughs) They won't tolerate not being understood. It is so simple to do and, and just so rarely done. So give us an example where that would play out. You know, almost every disagreement, uh, if you ask people what percent of the disagreements they have are because of a misunderstanding, most of them will say the majority of it. But in the middle of a disagreement, they forget that. And we go into an argument, and it happens all the time. Uh, I was watching uh, two people just uh, last week, and they had what appeared to be a disagreement in front of the whole team, and they were both very passionate about their points of view. But the truth was, and it took them about five or ten minutes to realize it, is they actually were talking about the same thing. They actually agreed with each other. And they just tend not to realize in the middle of a disagreement that the high probability is there's a misunderstanding here. And it only takes one person in the disagreement to go, wait a minute, um, this is important. What is it you want me to understand? Is there anything else? Is that all? Just ask a question, huh? Yeah, just the question. What is it you want me to know? It can save a marriage. It can save your career. It's a very powerful question. It's the first question in those three questions to eliminate misunderstanding. I'll have to remember that one. You're going to have an opportunity to practice it. We need to take this uh, exercise to the United Nations and some of those wonderful speakers who uh, could use an awful lot of this help. That's true. (laughs) Well, you caution that when the natural leadership qualities of an individual are not engaged in a change, they can become negative leaders. That's true. So what is the best way to be sure they are on board with a change initiative for positive results? Well, first off, Everyone who influences others is a leader, uh, whether they have the position of authority or not, whether they do it positively or negatively. And if the opinions they express have an effect, then they've been leading. The best way to make sure their others are on board is to find out whether they already are or not. Sometimes people are in agreement, and yet we don't even know it. So 
you have to find out. And if they're not in agreement, then you have to listen to understanding why not. You have to make sure they feel understood about their point of view. That's step number one. Stage number two is you have to agree with as much as you can about what they've said and acknowledge the consequences for them of the decisions that we made. We have that six-stage process for reaching an agreement, and that works wonders. Uh, even when people don't want to make a change, they can end up supporting it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, one of the challenges of team leaders uh, is how to be both a leader and a member of the team. So what's your recommendation for balancing those responsibilities? Well, there are certain responsibilities of authority that cannot be shared and shouldn't be. For instance, the team can become deadlocked if there isn't someone who can at some point make a decision by authority. But the challenge is in balancing collaboration and authority, that is to create a team of direct reports who know their input is valued. They have to experience that because the majority of decisions that are made are made together. Now, here's the trick. The leader has to learn how to be comfortable when they are going to make a decision by authority. And there are two things that are required at that moment to make it work. One is the authority has to make sure that employees, the team, experiences being understood about their point of view. That's different than the authority. And, two, the authority has to acknowledge the risks they're taking by not following the team's advice. I think if the authority does those two things, make sure the understanding occurs and acknowledge the risk, uh, most people are cool with that. I mean, again, most people will tolerate a disagreement when they feel understood, but they're not going to tolerate not being understood. I think that's the best it can be. Wow, that's great advice. Well, when we get back from break, we're going to go into a little bit more on change in our teams and how we can um, manage change for career success. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. News. Opinion. You hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck 
on the first and the fifteenth, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're talking with Bob. Pennington on uh, managing stress and change, and we've covered a lot of ground here, both on career change, job change, as well as uh, change within organizations and, and how to lead effectively with, um, with change initiatives. What is the key, uh, Rob, to building an atmosphere in which it's safe to disagree? That's critical in reducing stress and also in facilitating change, and it's all up to the leader. Uh, employees can't produce this. <laughs> a leader has to be more than just sincerely open and interested in different points of view. They have to know the skills to have others' experience being understood, and they have to be appreciative of the different points of view that are expressed, especially when it's different than theirs. But unfortunately, most authorities are rather naive about the power of their authority in the room, but fortunately, most can learn how to deal with it in a way that produces this environment of trust where people can say, I don't know, or I disagree, and without that, safety to express oneself is just not possible. So you talk about artificial harmony. What what uh, usually happens when you got well? There's kind of where people are avoiding dealing with actual conflict, <laughs> uh, and so that's the illusion of harmony when the conflicts are really held outside and, and under the table. Uh, that's a dysfunctional team. And one of the things I really encourage is people become familiar with material by Patrick Lencioni. He's written a wonderful series of what's called leadership fables, and one in particular is called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team that we right. work with consistently. Um, this helps the team um, understand and acknowledge if a problem does exist. And if they work with us, we use the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, not to teach them the MBTI, but to help make the point that we're all different and we're all the same, and we want to help people not take those differences so personally. Um, and this is the beginning process of developing trust, and then our communication models become the pathway for engaging in what Lencioni calls productive ideological conflict. Mm-hmm. So um, how can teams build that kind of understanding and, and respect that you're talking about? 
Well, they have to devote time and energy to it. Usually it requires the initiation of a retreat, and it requires uh, coaching and facilitation for the people in the team, and it can last a year. It's a process of changing the culture and how it functions, and it depends a lot on the leadership and their openness to receiving feedback and guidance to create a new kind of work environment where not just uh, employees but the leaders have more impact and responsibility for the direction the company's taking. Well, we were talking uh, during the break, uh, Rob, about the uh, ASTD conference that we went to uh, mm-hmm. recently. That's um, Association for Training and Development, for those that may not be familiar. And um, I was just wondering, uh, since you specialize in this uh, consulting arena, are you seeing the demand for these kinds of programs and organizations uh, dampening right now? or are they still You know, I've dampening? been doing it for 30 years, and it's still the most requested topic. Um, Again, like people not dealing with um, exercise and diet, learning how to deal with stress and change in organizations, that's not a competency many have really developed. And under the pressure of the economic times, they're being forced to become more competitive, and they have to be able to respond more quickly. And that requires much more involvement throughout the organization in facilitating change. So I think it's going to continue to increase. Well, I, I think you're right about that. What is your advice to companies that might be tempted to uh, to cut their training dollars uh, in, in the short term? Well, I can certainly understand their dilemma, you know, with scarce resources, but I encourage them to consider that they may actually be limiting what is possible. They may be assuming that things are going to cost more than they uh, have expected. There may be other ways to provide support that might be more integrated with their work, perhaps more lunch and learn type steps. Uh, than sending leaders away for very expensive multi-week trainings that they probably aren't going to use anyway. So you have to be more creative uh, when resources are limited. But it shouldn't be something that you focus away from, and this time you should focus more on it. Well, we encourage organizations, too, to realize that um, training and development is one of the most, uh, well, it's the key, really, to retention. And so if you want to retain your best uh, employees, it's a good idea to make sure you can continue that investment in their development. Absolutely. There are people uh, done some research that shows that you know, most employees know that they're going to make about the same amount of money wherever they are for what they're doing. Uh, the critical thing is how I'm treated. What's it like to work here? And the old um, allegiance to a company that was there in the, 20, uh, the 80s is not there anymore. Uh, people realize that they uh, are more responsible for their own career and where their work and what their work is like and how they're treated, particularly by their authorities, is critical to good people staying in a company. Well, you've been in this work a long time, Rob, and so I know that you've uh, had an opportunity to work with the different generations. And do you see any differences in the way um, you know younger the younger people deal with the stress and change issues and the, and the older generation? Well, there are, more, there are more differences. That's true, the differences in values and tools and jargon. But everybody experiences stress, and they all tend to experience it in very similar ways. I think the more I listen, the more who I work with tells me what they want and need in learning how to deal with their own stress. Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants to enjoy where they work. Everyone wants to have a sense that their efforts make a difference. Everyone wants their future to be better than their past. So even though there are many differences across generations that need to be recognized, there's still there's very fundamental similarities, uh, particularly around how they handle their stress. And we've taught this material all over the world, and we found it applicable in different cultures and different generations. Uh, it just is helpful every day. 
That's very interesting. It's really a core aspect of, of who we are as people. Yes. Robert, any final thoughts you have on uh, for our listeners, all of whom are, of course, uh, interested in improving themselves in their careers or perhaps do not have a position? Any final thoughts you have for them? <clears throat> it's a difficult challenge. There are big ones in life, losing a job, losing health. Um, those are the graduate school lessons. What we have to focus on is the elementary school ones, how we feel when we get up in the morning, how we move through the day, how we handle the normal little challenges of life. Getting good at those, at feeling good about our ability to handle those well, can produce huge transformational changes when we deal with the graduate school lessons, like when I got shot. It just makes a big difference in how we're able to handle things when we realize that our mind is not who we are, it's a tool that we have, and that our thoughts create our emotions, which create our behavior, which produces results. And getting around us, the support network like your system provides, friends who are supportive of us moving in these new directions, those are critical elements to anyone's success. Well, just for the last few seconds here, Rob, um, share with our listeners where they can get your resources. Simplest thing is just robertpennington.com. That goes to my bio and the resource com website. And okay, uh, there's great. Our well, Rob, we really appreciate you being with us today. Great information. Next week we'll have another exciting show, so be sure to join us then. Thank you both. I've enjoyed it. Rob, thank you very much, buddy. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.